0: You're listening to the Arcane Focus Network. Previously on Star Raiders. Now our heroes in this story are anything but heroic. They work delivering cargo for the Evgenia Jameson Corporation, Edgecorp. This at Vestermile is out in the vast. My name's Brandon Nix.
1: My name's Burzin. Captain Burzin to you. This is my crew, Sawbones, Tiny, and Astra. Say hi, guys. Howdy. Hi. Hi, guys.
0: I was wondering if you'd be able to transport me off this planet.
1: Brandon, get over here now. You know our laws. You can't keep people against their will.
0: I'm Brandon's father. I know what is best. So you guys are helping out, doing some odd jobs around the place, and Burzin, you're
1: back on the ship? Yeah, securing the cargo.
0: You see on the ground two sets of muddy, wet, Footprints. Welcome back to Star Raiders, a Starfinder semi-homebrewed actual play podcast based in the corporate world of the adventure path, Live free or die. I'm your GM, Tom, and with me are our players, Ben, Daniel, Mari, and Mark. Let's get back into it and roll some dice. Daniel, when we last left Captain Burzon last episode, he had just boarded the pig and discovered fresh, wet footprints in the cargo hold. What would you like to do?
1: I go over and investigate the footprints and see where, they're, where they've headed. All right,
0: so you hear from Uh, You know how in all cargo bays there's, like, permanent crates there? uh, Oh, that's where we keep the spare batteries. Yeah. Uh, It's all coming from behind there.
1: Hello? Yeah. Shh, 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 quiet, quiet. Hello? I I can hear you, so just come out. Who is it? What are you doing on my ship? Come on.
0: And you see a head pop out, and it's Brandon. Of course. Hello, Burzin, Captain. I um, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to stow away, but well, well, I guess I did mean to to stow away. But I mean, after our conversation, I, I wasn't sure that I'd get another chance to to es- to escape. Uh, I've got my wife with me, Anya. And from behind Brandon steps out a young Lashunta woman. Hello. She has olive skin and dark green markings on her face. She kind of gives a polite nod. Hello, I'm Anya Hill. Hi. But you can call me Anya.
1: Hi. Brandon, I spoke to your father and he, he doesn't want you to leave. I don't want to get in trouble for this, but I, I understand you you want to get out of here. I, I, I get it.
0: We, we okay? don't want to be a part of this colony. Like I said, we're, we, we weren't given a choice in this. We were born into this.
1: No, no, I understand, but you know, there's a cost involved in, in moving people. I don't, I don't want, I don't want for you to be pursued by somebody and for me to get You know, some kind of warrant or something for kidnapping, or... Do you understand where I'm coming from here?
0: Of of course. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a golden bejeweled necklace. It's it's quite ornate. He says...
1: Oh! "Uh,
0: We don't have any credits to be able to pay you, but I'm hoping this might be of some value to you.
1: Kid, what is this? Where did you get this?
0: belonged to my mother. She brought it here. She was one of the original colonists.
1: Sure. Um, you've, you've made up your mind. You know, I don't want any kids crying for home when we're halfway across the galaxy.
0: They both kind of stand up tall, you know, and look with resolve with their eyes. No. No, not not at all. We're, we're ready for this. We... And they kind of hold hands and look at each other. We're ready to, to find our fortune in, in the galaxy.
1: Sure. I mean, do you have any skills? What... What are you going to do? Uh,
0: well, we can... We can find worker. Um, wait, where are you going?
1: We're taking we're taking the tea to Castravel. Oh, that might be nice to see.
0: And they're both kind of nodding at each other. Uh, a Homeworld? I've always wanted to see it. Yes, me, me too. Castravel works. Absalom Station would be best, but... We understand this fuel supply costs and... All of that sort of thing. We're both skilled. Uh, I can do some work laboring and... And you can do work on machines. Yeah, sure. Really, anything would be better than here. As you can see, it rains for half the year, and then it's muggy for the other half.
1: Two of my least favorite kinds of weather.
0: Kesterville seems like paradise by comparison.
1: Sure, I mean, look, get out of the doorway so no one can see you. Go go back to where you were, I'll tell the crew when they get back, and um, I guess we'll see what happens on the trip.
0: They're both just filled with, like, this euphoric glee that just radiates off them. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to our, to our hiding spot. <laughs> okay, all right. And they kind of you know, duck back in behind there, and you can hear their excited little chattings to each other, like, oh, going there. we're going to take it so hard. We're going to get off this world.
1: The person just turns and says to himself, this is going to bite me in the ass so hard.
0: And the rest of the crew show up
1: Berzin like waves him, waves him in lowers the lowers the um lift for the truck
2: I look at the ca- like captain and I'm still thinking about my imaginary conversation and I <laughs> look at him and I'm like hey captain
1: and I smile at him like knowingly how's it going? Ber- Berzin, Berzin just looks back again with that same what the fuck look on his face like yeah good when everyone's ready uh, come and meet me in the mess room I don't know what we call it—the kitchen.
0: (laughs) There's like a leisure area where you can hang out in R and R, that sort of thing.
1: Come and meet me in the leisure area (laughs) where we all hang out in. (laughs) Be right there.
2: The leisure area or the kitchen?
1: Well, you know, it's all the same area. Tiny. There's no need to um, be some, you know, semantics. Okay. (laughs) I'll meet you there. The kitchen.
3: All right, I'd like to. Pack it up and <laughs> take the keys out and then head up to the kitchen leisure area. Yeah,
1: buzz, buzz and closes the ramp.
4: I, I leisurely head over to the kitchen.
1: <laughs> For leisure.
0: Great, and then, you know, before too long, everybody's all set up there.
1: Okay, guys, I'm not sure what, what you had to do with the whole situation, but mm-hmm. Tiny, I know you're aware of uh, a certain individual and his wife wanting to get off planet tiny wink wink tiny you know yeah good okay I've agreed to get them to castravel and then from there they make their own way so
2: oh that's awesome I'm so happy that his dad agreed I thought it would have taken more work yeah his uh his
4: dad agreed captain it's not like you to have a a heart I assume that we're getting paid pretty well for this (sighs)
1: um he Burson pulls out the, the gold chain, the bejeweled gold chain. Ooh, well, he shiny. handed me this. Oh wow! Uh, I I don't know what it's worth. It looks moderately valuable, but hey, Captain. Yeah, Tiny. Where where are they? They they're in the they're in the cargo hold, at the moment. What?
2: Why are they in the cargo hold? We have, we, we have beds and we have a whole leisure
1: area that we use. I just wanted them out of the way for the time being. They can come out when, when we're off planet. I just um, I don't want any, I don't want to get found out about this. I what don't... do you mean,
2: found out? You said that his dad was okay with it, and they paid us.
1: No, no. You you said his dad was okay with it. And I just
2: you, you agreed. You said yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Tiny, you know those times when you just need to shut up. Now is one of those times. <laughs> Why? Oh, tiny. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Saren Ray, give me strength. His dad doesn't know, okay? Ah,
4: I don't know if that's so. Just back on the back on the payment. So he paid us with this this necklace. Is that right? Is it is it stolen or where where did he get it from?
1: Apparently, it belonged to his mother. Belonged. I, I didn't I didn't ask a lot of questions beyond that. I mean, they're colonists' kids. They don't have a lot of money, but.
4: Did he say if his mom was still alive or not? Did he steal it from her?
2: Oh, no. I, I assume she's dead. Did you ask any other
4: questions? Okay. So can I just... Can I just play this back... Can I just play this back to you, Captain? It, it seems like what you're saying is that we're stealing these underage children from the widowed person who runs this colony.
3: The governor.
4: Without his knowledge, for... And we're getting paid with his dead mum's pendant? Is that is that correct? Dead wife.
1: Yeah, when you, when you put it like that, I mean, it sounds kind of bad, but <laughs> you know, the, the kids don't want to stay here. They're apparently skilled and go- they want to make a new life for themselves out in the packed worlds.
2: Uh, Tiny's not a... Though he's a Vesk, uh, he was raised to really rely on his intellect more than his strength, and I think something he does a lot is try and solve problems without uh, the obvious solutions or try and find other solutions to problems I think he's a good out-of-the-box thinker if anything um, so tiny is kind of working through this and he looks at the captain captain I think I understand the desire to make a life for yourself and I know I seem very innocent but I also, I personally don't think it's right to steal or, or traffic people right without the permission. But I don't think there's a law against wanting to leave a planet. There's no law against what they want to do. So if the idea is to get them off planet, I think there's a better way than just pretending like they just disappeared. I think, and I, ugh, see he's really struggling with this. I think we should act like, oh, I'm really not good at deception, but act like they got taken by the monster.
3: Oh, tiny.
2: And at the very least, they won't be found, right? There's that monster everybody keeps talking about. I was out by the bridge fixing stuff you know, remotely. So, I don't know, maybe we can make that happen. With your help, I could be really distraught so I don't have to talk too much. I don't know, what do you think about that? I'm just trying to think of a way that doesn't involve obviously leading them to think that we stole their their people. Children.
3: How old
1: are they? 17. He's married. Well, apparently, he's the kid's married and he's gonna be 18 next week. Yeah, he's like my age, so I mean, I don't,
2: you know, I'm trying to think of a solution. I here. don't
1: necessarily think, uh, you know, putting them potentially in danger Not putting to make them, it seem they like don't, we they don't were need taken evidence by, just say I
2: saw them, saw this happen. You back me up, right? Like, there's no, there doesn't need to be any danger.
1: So you're saying while you were fixing the pump, you saw these two walk out into the woods and disappear. I'm saying, and
2: now I'm thinking this even more, I'm saying I ran back to our ship to get help. We go immediately out there to hunt this monster down. Maybe we even do a solid by the people here. We take care of the monster or whatever it is. And we all have the, you know, we all say we saw what it is. We saw them get taken. That way they're fine. Maybe we're heroes even everyone wins except for the father who thinks that his son is dead and i assume the parents (laughs) of this person as well but it seems like that's gonna happen anyways because they're running away and the families don't have a good connection so i think we should run this by the people personally and maybe try it out. I don't know. We can do a lot of good for people. Everyone will have a net positive because right now it's not a good situation.
3: Tiny, I like it. What do you say, Captain?
4: Well, just to be clear, I'm not. I'm not down with hunting any monsters. Just that's you had me up until you had me up until then. Okay. I mean, we could go out. If it's really bad, we can run away.
3: Hey, Sawbones, maybe we could use it for medicinal purposes.
4: Use the monster for yes. Okay. Well, you
3: never know what it is. It could be magical.
4: I'm still not monster hunting. Get on your own there.
1: I don't. I don't understand how putting us in danger is better than putting somebody else in danger.
2: But you're already putting us in danger, Captain, because it's not
1: a far line
2: for them to assume that we're we're the ones that took the. We 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 talked to them about it. We. I don't know any. He didn't seem like the brightest person compared to my family, of course, but <laughs> I'm just saying anyone would make that connection, right? Why don't right? we just
3: take out the AV and drive around and say that we couldn't find it? We found tracks and we couldn't find it.
2: Yeah, we call it in or we report that search. Or
4: just as an alternative, what we could do is fuck off right now. And then we could call them in like, a few days and say, "Look, sorry, man. Your kid scurried aboard. We didn't re- we didn't find him until now, and we're we're miles away. So you know, that way at least, you know, we can kind of come off as okay. Like we we told them as soon as we found Four out. Bones.
1: You know, I like the way you think.
2: I don't know. That sounds like the exact same plan as what we were gonna do initially, but with a little bit of a slight misdirection."
4: <laughs> There's no monster hunting in my plan. That's what's good about it.
2: True, that's true. But in my plan, we maybe save potential lives in the future, become heroes of a place, and I get to see that bridge one more
1: <laughs> <laughs> T- Tiny, <laughs> it's a tiny, nice tiny. Th- this creature killed a whole hunting party.
0: So the crew sounds pretty split on this. It uh, seems like Tiny and Astro would like to um, fool fool the, the the colonists into thinking that you know something else happened, and then spiriting the kids away. Whereas Bresen and uh, Sawbones would like to just bounce and be like, "Yeah, well, you know, they wanted to leave, so." let's Can just leave.
2: we talk with Brandon and his wife and see what they prefer? Because at some point. They're putting us at risk too, and that might change things a little bit, Captain. That's all I'm asking.
1: Sure, I'll I'll go and get him. I'll bring him. I'll bring him in. and Burzin goes and gets him, takes him, brings him back to the leisure slash kitchen area slash rec- recreational um, spot.
0: They both walk in and they're looking around in awe, and Brandon says. This is a
3: nice ship. It's a pig. Oh, (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm I'm not sure what that means, but but it's a nice ship.
1: (laughs) Tiny, Tiny, you say your
2: piece.
0: You're still taking us, aren't you? All
2: right, Brandon, I get it. You want to leave. I've been in a similar place, though with my family, they supported my decision. I really thought that we had a chance at convincing your dad to maybe have you be a representative for the colony, and have their blessing and support but you'd have to wait a little bit for the council to meet. Now, I- I-, I realized you wanted to stow away here. Respect. I get it. We- We- I had an idea that maybe we could... Pretend like, if we're gonna go down that route, that- that monster might have taken you guys. That way no one will come after you and you'll be safe in the future. But it would mean... Pretending like you- you died. And so that's a, that's a choice I feel like you got to make and we got to make. And I know Sawbones really doesn't like the idea of hunting a monster. Though I repeated my plan. We don't physically have to hunt the monster. We just have to look like we're hunting the monster. <laughs> but yeah, what do you... How do you feel about that? How both of you... How do? What's your name? Sorry, I didn't get your name. Anya. Anya and Brandon. What do, What do you... What do you think?
0: And they look at each other a little bit unsure. Anya says... I don't know how I feel about my parents thinking that I'm dead. I do want to come back here someday to visit them. Just because I don't want to live here doesn't mean I never want to come back. My father's always so caught up in colony business that I don't think it'd make a difference either way. Maybe if he thought I was dead he might actually feel something. Brandon, don't say that. No, no, it's it's true. I know it's been hard since my mother died, but still.
1: See, she did die. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Unrelated.
0: And so they're both kind of split on that as
1: well.
3: Well, Captain, you are in charge.
1: Tiny, I know you've got a strong moral compass. Yeah. But I feel like we've probably wasted too much time as it is. We should just leave. If, if anything, if they contact us, we'll say they stowed away on the ship. That was their plan from the start okay right okay so,
2: they're not gonna ask why didn't we return immediately we'll be in the drift it would Edgecorp care
4: Edgecorp would probably be annoyed that we didn't
1: uh we didn't get more money for it to be honest
3: I'm already pushing away from the table I'm heading up to get the engines ready
1: no if anything Edgecorp just wants us to deliver make the delivery on time and move on to the next job
4: can I make just one suggestion I don't feel moderately great about taking the only... Heirloom. heirloom 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 that this kid has <laughs> of his dead mom so I think if we're gonna do it we should do it out of the goodness of our heart and you should give the you should give the necklace back to the kid
1: I was actually gonna save that for later on when we left him on cash profile but you know I'll do it now I guess <laughs> he pulls out the, the necklace from his pocket and hands it back to Brandon
0: he looks a little bit confused
1: uh,
4: we need to pay for our passage please
1: Hey, kid. You know, we can always want.
4: Plus, that we've got lots of things that need cleaning. The decks need cleaning. There's, you'll, we'll, we'll make you pay. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time.
0: Excellent. We, 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 can help. We can do what you, what you need. Uh, Anya's
1: pretty good with machines. Can, can either of you cook? Because I'm, I'm getting sick of Tiny's. Uh... Colonist cheese on toast situation that he keeps making every every evening. That's
0: that's the that's the favorite dish that we, you cook that in your colony as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's in the uh the manual for meals on a colony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's one of the best. Maybe we could compare
2: recipes. It's less of a recipe and more of a one plus one equals two. There's bread and cheese. Then you heat it. Yeah, yeah, dude do, do you heat it? The bread first and or do you heat it together? Oh, that's a great question. I'll have to reference my files.
0: <laughs> I heat the bread first. That that's the way to do it. Anya doesn't like it like that. You gotta do them together. No no no, you, you have to oh, eat oh, the Oh yeah, bread okay. First.
1: Astra, can you uh, go to the onto the bridge. You know, let's get prepared for for taking off here. Come on, everybody, on chop it. chop. Let's go.
3: <laughs> Alright. Astra's already running up the stairs to the bridge. Getting everything warmed yeah. up and ready to go.
1: Um, guys, make sure you strap in. We're, we're taking off in uh, under five minutes from this point. How long does the ship take to, to get ready? Uh, it's gonna be a few minutes for the engines to warm up. Get familiar with the surroundings, find somewhere to, to buckle down, and we'll be heading off soon.
0: There's some fold down seats in the cargo area that they can strap into. And they do so looking really excited, maybe a little bit scared. They're holding hands tightly. The engines take a few minutes to heat up, so you'll get strapped in and you're heading straight for Castravel.
1: Yeah, I mean, do we have another stop to make before we deliver these goods? Galaxy's a big place. To Castravel! Aye, Captain. The like, reaches out through the infosphere in his emails to um, his contact at EdgeCorp to see if there's any any jobs from Castravel, um or from somewhere nearby that we can pick up and yeah, sends a um, sends an email to his mum Great, Astro make a piloting check
3: Alright Piloting Alright, so I got a natural 20 uh, plus 14 <laughs> uh, plus 13, sorry 13, so it's 33 <laughs> <laughs>
1: 33
0: <laughs> Goodness me <may. laughs> Yeah, so it's it's rough weather. There's hectic winds and everything like that, but nobody notices. You just you counter everything, and you fly up smooth. And it only takes you about about an hour to get to the to the drift beacon.
3: Flying like a dream.
0: And you punch in the coordinates for Castravel.
3: and just as I do that, touch my uh, butterfly pendant, make a small prayer for Desna, and then punch it.
0: As you press it. Everyone on the ship gets that familiar feeling that you never quite get used to, no matter how many times you do it. It's that lurch in your belly, like when there's a sudden dip in the road, or when a roller coaster drops suddenly. And time seems to slow down, but it's also quickening at the same time. Space around you seems to stretch and warp as the world is elongated and seems to continue on infinitely like when you're looking into two mirrors front and behind but no sooner have all of these things happened and everything's back to normal you're in the drift
3: made it in captain
1: you're an excellent pilot Astra flying through all those turbulent winds and rain was was really something to watch
3: got to be my day today. How long is it going to take us to get there? Can I make like a roll or something to work out how many days?
0: Yeah, so you're in the Vast and the fastest way back is to skirt past Absalom Station and go on to Castrovel Obviously you can't drop these guys off because docking procedures take forever and that. So uh, with your current drift drive it's going to take you uh, 10 days. The drift is a strange place and... There's always a chance of something strange happening when you're there, but it can also be a peaceful place, time away from the hustle and bustle of the galaxy, the pressure of making deliveries on time or finding your next job, and really taking some time to relax, work on things. So I'm gonna go around and ask you guys how you think your characters would like to spend the next 10 or so days in the drift. Who'd like to start?
4: I'll, I'll kick off.
0: Sawbones, how are you spending your time in the drift?
4: I'm going to be obsessively working on um, trying to understand the medicinal properties of this tea. I love a project like this, like this is this is pretty much what Sawbones lives for when he's not hauling material from one end of the galaxy to the other, is, is um, little research projects like this. So I'm going to use every, mater- every tool in the science lab, I'm going to use my own cu- custom micro lab, um, and I'm going to be trying to condense this um, tea down into some sort of um, poison or serum I can use either for you know putting people to sleep or using it uh, to, to heal or, or whatever.
0: Okay great um, why don't you go ahead and make me a life science check. Uh, 12
4: plus 8
0: is 20. So with some time you are able to distill it down a bit more and isolate this I guess the, the the base chemicals that are within uh, these tea leaves. It did take quite a, a lot, so you you know you've uh, used up quite a bit of this tea. You know that these the, these flowers really trying to boil them down and get this stuff. But you're at the point now where you think you've got it. And so sorry, what was it that you said you wanted to do with it?
4: Yeah, ideally I want to be able to use it. Uh, I want to load it into my syringe as a serum and and use it as a kind of um, sleeping agent or a sedative type agent that I can use against in combat against enemies.
0: Mm, okay. Give me another life science check. Ooh, 13 uh, plus 8 is 21. Yeah, you're not quite 100% sure that this will do exactly what you want it to do without doing some testing first.
4: Hey, Tiny, can I bother you for a few minutes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> ben has Sorry, just taken a bite of his food. <laughs> I'm, <gonna swallow. laughs> I'm only yet. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding.
1: <laughs>
4: no, I'm in the scene now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well look, you know we got all that tea from um from the colonists back there. I've been working on it uh, and I've been trying to, you know, create something that would help us put people to sleep if we need to. Now you're a big fella, mm-hmm. and what I was wondering if maybe I could give you a quarter of a dose. You know, maybe in the evening, just before you're, you know, looking to go to sleep, and then maybe you could tell me what sort of an effect it has on you.
2: Sure, let's get the captain in on this, too. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of over the radio now, I'm Jay. Joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I just thought you were chewing too, huh? And uh, now Daniel's eating. Good time. Did, did,
1: did somebody call me?
2: We <laughs> were eating in the mess hall. Sorry.
1: Oh, what are you eating? What what are yeah. we having, guys?
2: Sure, I'll I'll try out your sedative. Hey,
1: whoa. Sedative. I'm in the scene now. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Captain,
4: I hope you don't mind, but I'm just gonna do a little bit of experimentation on on Tiny.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Go nuts on Tiny. What are you trying out this... What are you doing? Sedative?
4: I've been been working on the tea and I'm hoping to effectively weaponize it uh, and use it as a sleeping agent. But, um... I, I just need to test to see what's going to happen first um, on Tiny and I figure I'll give him a very small dose, he's a very big man, and worst case scenario, he'll have a long sleep.
1: Sure, yeah, he's, he's huge, look at him, what are you, uh, 220, 250? Yeah, 250. Yeah, he's huge, go, go for it, Tiny, you'll be fine, once, once again recognizing a potential business opportunity, Burzen is all for it. <laughs>
0: Okay, so how do you administer this sleeping agent?
4: With with a, a syringe into his into his um into his arm, and because I don't want to hurt Tiny, I know I know he's nervous, you know. I put a little bit of like um, numbing agent on his on his um um before I inject it. Nice. See, you didn't even feel a thing, did you?
2: No, I didn't even know when you did it. No,
1: I didn't even know when you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I. <laughs> no, just count, count backwards from ten
4: for me.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, as he's doing that, Tiny. Yeah. Make a Fortitude save.
2: Not a Reflex save to get away from the needle. Uh, sure. <laughs>
1: Eight.
0: And Sawbones, I need you to roll me a D6, please.
4: <laughs> Four.
0: Four. Tiny, you are paralyzed. Huh? You have the paralyzed condition, should I say. Not, you know, paralyzed. So, as I imagine you put him up on the, up on the, on, on like a bed before you injected him.
4: Yeah, that would have been responsible.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, he was standing. And
0: <laughs> as you're standing there, he's just not moving. He seems to have just gone stiff. Make a medicine check.
4: Uh, 19.
0: Yeah, you can tell that he's totally paralysed. He can't move, but he can still hear and think.
4: Okay, Tiny, you you might be feeling a little bit unusual. That's okay. That just that just tells me that the the drug that I've made is working. Um, so why don't you just have a have a sleep and, and have a bit of a relax, and um, I'll come back and check in on you shortly. Okay.
3: You're leaving him with the first ever test of it. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> just leave him
0: what's what's tiny thinking what's going through his head at this moment he's he's paralyzed he can't move his legs his arms his tail Uh, tiny's just thinking trying to talk but he can't
2: like his newsletter that he's gonna start he's gonna write the article about this one that he's gonna send out uh he's pretty fine i mean to be honest he's not he doesn't get too anxious about this kind of stuff um he knew this was a possibility he thought he'd be going to sleep it's a weird not sleep no stress. He trusts his, He trusts, uh, Sawbones implicitly.
3: I thought you'd be thinking about Captain and how he's, like, congratulating you on doing such a good job again.
2: Nah, that's only occasionally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that the term uh, trust you implicitly is being bandied around more now. I like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so after about uh, 10 or 15 minutes, Sawbones, I imagine you're there with, uh, with Tiny... Uh, tiny you start to feel your your limbs like you could maybe move again and your body kind of relaxes a bit as you feel the condition fades from you
4: can can you can you hear me tiny are you feeling any better yeah <laughs> oh i'm so relieved to hear you talk I was, i'm not going to lie i was slightly worried there slightly
2: <laughs> well it, it it doesn't work it didn't put me to sleep it was more like a living uh, prison where I couldn't move, could barely breathe.
1: Well, time. I'm just giving feedback, like bad.
2: constructive feedback. I'm
4: I'm earnestly taking notes.
1: <laughs> well, I, I like oh, to think you didn't yeah. even have any like readouts or sensors on him. You just injected him with it and used your eyes. No, <laughs> yeah, I was just like had
4: my hand on his forehead, checking his temperature. Yeah.
1: Uh.
0: <laughs> I need you to make uh, after you know viewing the effects of this. I'd le- I need you to make one more life science
2: check. Can I help? I'm really good at life science, apparently.
0: Yeah, yeah sure thing. Need
4: well, I got a 17 plus eight. Um, yeah, I help. For 25. Sure. Yeah, okay.
0: Excellent. Plus two as well. Uh, you and you know Tiny helping you describing uh, you know the effects and this and that and you know what he thinks might be going on with that. You think you might be able to distill uh, at least a few doses of, of this stuff but in terms of controlling exactly what it does, you can't be 100%. there's a chance that you know one of several things could happen to the target. Uh, you're pretty sure they're all going to be debilitating but to what level you're not quite sure you'd need you know a lot more time to practice and experiment and that sort of thing.
4: Cool. And I've just to be clear, I've I've used up my crate of tea, pretty much like making oh, it. Well, that... I
0: mean, I'd say you'd used you know uh, like quite a bit, but through that you've been able to, you know, you could you could probably get, you know, half a dozen doses out of all of it.
4: Yeah. Cool. Okay.
1: I love that. That was a quarter dose that you used on Tiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it's one of those things. Like this is you know unrefined, so spending a bit more time to actually, you know, refine it properly and. You know get it stable as well because you know you need to change it a little bit put some more like preservatives in it that sort of thing to make sure it you know it doesn't actually just like go bad you can keep it around in these syringes in you know uncontrolled temperature environments as well pretty baller i like it mark
3: mm, me too thanks
4: yeah that was cool tom that was yeah thanks
0: astra how are you spending your time
3: so i remember uh Mentioning that Anya was interested in technology and that uh, once she gets to Castrovel she was hoping to use her technical skills. Um, I absolutely love tech and um, taking things apart and tinkering. Um, so I'm going to take her around the ship and spend the time teaching her how drift drives work and how to actually pull things apart, put them back together again and try to upskill her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She's like a kid in a candy store when you're taking her, especially into the engine room. My gods. I've read about drift drives, but to see one... and She's got this huge smile on her face. Stunning. Truly a marvel. So pretty. You may have heard that we don't have any interstellar crafts back on Casina, so to to see one in person...
3: Ain't she something?
0: And you've worked on these your whole life?
3: Ever since I could hold a spanner, I've been working on them. Feels like home.
0: And so what kind of work are you going to do with her? What kind of things are you going to
4: show her?
3: So I'm actually going to teach her all of the different components and sort of like the basic uh, maintenance so that she might actually be able to find a place doing, you know, maintenance on on the starships that come into Castorval, or if she could, um, yeah, learn how to do something on a ship. They seem to really enjoy the idea of space travel. So if she's got some space knowledge under her belt... Yeah, sure. I'm aiming to get her.
0: So she... You know, after a couple of days, she starts following you around on your rounds as you're doing your maintenance on the ship and that sort of thing. And eventually gets to the to the stage where she can have a turn and start tinkering with these things. Uh, so can you make an engineering check, please, as you guys are uh, sorting out one of the recalibrating some sensors? Or... All right. Oof.
3: Three, but I got an eight. So 11.
0: Okay, yeah, so you're able to kind of pointing out where she needs to put things and what she needs to do. And, uh... Oh, yes.
1: Oh,
3: whew.
0: Yeah, she uh, is able to successfully recalibrate the sensors. Nice work With your, your assistance, of course.
3: I think you've got this.
0: Yeah, she looks really happy. Thank you, Astra. Working on a real ship like this, it, it's more than I could have ever dreamed of.
3: It looks like you're a natural.
0: Do you see that's, uh... She's standing a bit taller now that you've said that. Berzin. What are you doing
1: again Berzin's just trying to secure the next job to see if there's a if there's a list of available jobs or if it's just there's one at Castrovel that we need to really focus on he's reaching out to his mum, he's sending an email just saying hey ma um, hope you're well just like so you know we've been out in the vast making a delivery but we're on way on our way back to packed well uh, packed space now uh, we're heading over to Castrovel hope everything's good on your end um, hope you, you're keeping up with your friends and stuff. Please don't say hi to Barry for me, love, Burson. But then, during the like during the ten days, at one point, he'd like to have a conversation with Brandon, just to make sure we get our stories straight.
0: Yeah, he's you've kind of set them up in. You know, in the cargo hold, you put out you know some maybe some temporary cots or something like that. They've got their own little space.
1: Mm. W- maybe we could set up some of the crates so they've got like a little cubby sort of thing.
0: Yeah, a bit of, a bit of privacy. <laughs> um, and so yeah. he, he's in there uh, reading a book and snacking on one of the rations that he brought with them.
1: Yeah, Bozen knocks on the on the partition that that's been created. Uh, Brandon, can I can I speak with you for a minute, please? person Captain.
0: He puts his book down and. Stands up.
1: No, no, no need to stand up. You can, you can remain seated if you like. Brandon, I just want to make sure you and I are on the same page. Okay? Now, we haven't received any communication from your home world uh, about you being missing or anything like that. I just want to make sure that if and when we do, that you know that this was all your idea and we you stowed away on my ship. Are we clear?
0: Of course, Captain. We've m- made our own choices. Our path is our own. I you great. won't face any repercussions or get in trouble for this.
1: Great, great. Now, just I, Brandon. I understand what it's like to be um, well, you know, to have a father figure who makes decisions for you. And doesn't necessarily. You know, they're, they're overbearing, they don't let you have that agency that you need as you, uh, as you get older in your life, so... I understand where you're coming from, but... Again, just so we're clear, this was all your idea, and I had no knowledge of you being on the ship prior to us uh, going into the drift, at least. Okay?
0: Captain if you had a similar upbringing then I'm sure you can appreciate this is the first decision that I've made by myself for my family and for my future without my father meddling in it (laughs) with all due respect there's no way I would allow you to claim this from me this was my choice our choice our path
1: great great well you know at least you didn't end up in military school, huh? Yeah.
4: Oh, military.
1: Okay. Okay. Good talk. Good chat. Okay. Goodbye now. And he turns around and walks out of the little uh, domicile that they've created.
0: And it's good usage, domicile. I like that. No words. Look at this guy and his words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tiny, what are you up to?
2: How much money did we make off of this last job? I don't. I don't know if we would have gotten paid yet, right?
4: We haven't delivered yeah,
1: it. We, we have to make the delivery. Oh, no, but we delivered stuff to. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Ooh, Vestimal. Good point. Vestimal? Is that what it was called? Uh, Vestimal. Cas- Casino. Cas- Casinos.
3: <laughs> Vestimal. <laughs> Vestimal. <Yes.
0: laughs> Casinos was the colony. Uh, Vestimal was the planet.
1: Hey, hey. I don't need to take notes. I, I absorb all the notes in here, guys. pointing to my brain yeah let's talk about two weeks from now and then we'll see Uh, that planet that planet we were on
0: yeah you guys would have uh, nabbed about uh, 200 credits each from that job
2: cool Um, I'm going to send uh, (laughs) Daniel crafting my newsletter to my family talking about the cool bridge that I saw the awesome tea that I'm sending them a crate of at the next chance bridge. Photos of everybody drinking the tea and the science experiment of w- the tea can also be used in really cool ways with sawbones. <laughs> yeah, I like There's a lot a of photo photos of where paralyzed. the crew He's is being paralyzed. The crew, the crew, like doesn't like is reluctantly in the photos mostly. <laughs> so they're like, like I'm, I'm with them smiling. They're, like, they're like trying to do
0: work and they turn around. And their face is like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's that yeah. familiar,
1: what the fuck face that Burson's always pulling at Tiny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sending a uh, if it was 200, then I'm gonna send 40 uh, 40 credits to them as well back. And for fun, I'm just practicing exploring magic when it comes to the energy that binds metal and things together. I just want to keep exploring that because I know my brothers and my sisters, are pretty good at magic and technology, and I'm trying to do things that I've seen them do and practice the way they taught me. So I'm trying to see if I can use these forces for myself. What are you practicing on? Oh, just scrap junk metal in the in the engineering area, trying to stay out of sight, just you know, working on this privately.
0: So when you're traveling through the drift, anything can happen. Have you guys set up some kind of watch rotation on the bridge or something? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would suggest so, yeah.
0: Okay, so if everyone's taking turns, let's roll to see who's up there right now. So uh, one evening, Sawbones, you're on watch up in the bridge. You can see ahead of you. Usually it's quite dark, you know, you can see a beautiful nebula off in the distance and things like that, but you start to see there's like a kind of like tinkling of something Against the against the front, you guys have you know like you can see out the viewport at the front, mm. and it looks like some kind of dust or something is kind of just like
4: yeah. So I, I'm naturally sitting at the science station um, and sort of look at it, quite puzzled, and, and start to run some scans. Yeah, uh, give me uh, give me computers. Seventeen plus seven, so twenty five.
0: Yes, so as you're scanning this, the computer, the the sensors, the scanner seems to be going a little bit haywire. There seems to be some kind of interference happening. There's really strange spikes. And give me a perception check. 17. You notice on the computer, the clock is going backwards.
4: Mm temporal
0: rift and then it starts going forwards again
4: just been watching Star Trek sorry
0: and then it jumps forward by about 10 seconds so you're kind of just staring at this puzzle like what the the hell is going on with this you hear this noise behind you this this is so fucking (laughs) weird (laughs) what
1: the
4: hell is that
0: and you turn around you see this glowing mass Of energy, like a green ball that's kind of crackling and moving very erratically and shaking, like. And there's these purple tendrils that are lashing out like electricity, just kind of.
1: What the fuck?
0: Astra, as you're working in the engine room, you see something similar appear.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Tiny and Burzin, give me perception checks.
1: 22.
2: That is a 16.
0: Burzin, your eyes jolt open. Yes. You were asleep.
1: (laughs) Seriously, Tom, get out of my brain, because I was going to say Burzin was asleep.
0: (laughs) And you see there's this green glow in the room, and these electric purple tendrils just... (laughs) Lashing around Everybody roll for initiative
1: Oh shit Oh Oh, yeah
0: Episode 3 of Star Raiders is out right now Star Raiders is an Arcane Focus Network production Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You'd be amazed how much it helps us spread the word. Looking for more adventure? Head to arcanefocusnetwork.com